You're listening to the Student Ministry Podcast. If you're a youth pastor, small group leader, college pastor, or even a parent, this podcast is for you. Whether you're looking for tools and resources or encouragement and wisdom, you've come to the right place. Here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, welcome in. This is the Student Ministry Podcast, and I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from the beautiful metropolis of Orlando, Florida. Thanks for listening. Been off for the last few weeks, haven't been able to produce an episode, apologize, but thankful for all of you who are still subscribed that will be getting this delivered directly to your device. Thank you for the support. Super excited to be bringing you this episode today. This is episode number 16, and in just a moment, I'm going to bring you an interview that I had a chance to do with uh, with a, a current college student, one of my previous students that went on a missions trip with me uh, several years ago, and she's going to talk about her gap year uh, experience and and why she thinks youth pastors ought to uh, ought to be encouraging their students to do a, a gap year and so really really excited to do that hey before we dive into the interview a few quick items to let you know about a few you know quick bits of business number one um, I want to remind everyone to make sure you are subscribed now, I know many of you are already listening to this because you are already subscribed thank you so much uh, but if you're listening to this uh, maybe you're streaming this from our website or some other source and you are not subscribed I'm gonna highly encourage you to subscribe again I've got kind of a crazy uh, schedule sort of irregular in terms of posting the only way to guarantee you never miss one is to be subscribed whenever you're subscribed the episode gets delivered directly to your device so if you can do that the easiest way to subscribe is to do it from our website uh, studentministrypodcast.com and while you're there click on any one of the subscription buttons that'll make it super easy for you also uh, another item uh, related to subscriptions is reviews they're a big big help basically the more good reviews we get the more people will end up finding the podcast so if you could do me a huge favor depending on you know whatever podcast director you're familiar with Head on over, leave a you know, leave a review, a positive uh, you know rating and review for the podcast. In particular, if you're an iTunes user, head on over, leave a five star rating. Tell the world you love this podcast. Uh, that would be a big, big help, and you know, in terms of pushing us up the search rankings, if you could do that, that would be awesome. Thank you so much. Hey, one other item that I want to let you know about, and then we'll get to the interview, is I actually have another podcast. Some of you may be familiar with already, but if for some reason you're listening to this and you're not familiar, I have another podcast called Theology for the Rest of Us, and it's really designed at uh, answering. Uh, kind of tough Bible questions, theology questions. Most of the episodes are short. I try to keep them between the nine to twelve minute mark. Uh, but I'm a preacher, and so quite quite often they go way over. Uh, some of our interviews also go way way over. But in general, they are uh, shorter episodes, really designed to give kind of quality answers to some of the tougher questions uh, about the Bible, theology, and Christianity. I really, you know, my my hope has been. Uh, that it would be a resource. And so if you're a youth pastor, I encourage you to check it out, both as a resource to you personally, uh, or maybe you can you know, introduce it to teenagers or college students that you work with and tell them about it. It could be a resource to them to answer some of their questions as they're coming to you with a variety of different questions. You can check that out. Uh, the easiest way to find that podcast is on the web at our website, theologyfortherestofus.com, or you can just search Theology for the Rest of Us on you know any of the podcast players or directors that are out there. You'll be able to find it there. Hit that subscribe button, and that'll also get delivered directly to your device. So again, you can check that out on the web if you want, theologyfortherestofus.com. 
All right, let's get to the topic at hand. We're going to be talking about a gap year program called uh, the Discipleship Training School, also known as the DTS. And this is a, a gap year program that was developed by a large organization uh, called Youth with a Mission. The acronym is uh, you know, YWAM, so often more, more commonly referred to as YWAM. No doubt many of you out there are very familiar with YWAM. I'll tell you more about the DTS in just a moment. Um, the interview I did here in this episode is with a young lady by the name of Megan Monson. Megan actually was a uh, was on two were was on two different mission trips with me. Um, some of you may be familiar with this. I've m- mentioned this in previous episodes. Uh, I worked for a very large Christian nonprofit organization uh, for many years, where I would lead short term mission trips, particularly um, high school students and college students on short term trips overseas. Uh, every single summer, I would lead multiple trips and did that for for many years. And in 2009, uh, Megan was with me in Australia. I took a we took about 50 high school students for uh, for two months to Australia. Megan was on that trip, uh, and then the next year, I took um, took about 80 students, about 80 high school and college students to India for a month, and Megan was with me on that trip as well. And her and I just kind of kept up through the years, and just Facebook and occasional emails and phone calls, and we kept a friendship. When she graduated high school, she actually went to be a uh, she went to be a part of a gap year program uh, in the UK, a, a part of the, the ADTS. She'll talk about it in the interview quite a bit, which again is a gap year program developed by YWAM. And I really wanted to interview her to have her talk to you about her experience, what she learned in a gap year program. I myself am a uh, I am a graduate of gap year program. I had the chance to be a part of a, a great gap year program in northern Illinois back in the early 2000s, uh, 2000 to 2002. Um, I was there for two years right after graduating high school. And it was a, an incredible experience, incredibly uh, valuable to me, life-shaping, life-altering, and transforming. In a lot of ways, I owe much of, of my ministry experience and leadership development and character formation uh, to those two years, and God used that profoundly. So I'm, I'm a big fan of gap year programs in general, and uh, but I could sit here and talk all about it, uh, but I think um, I think it would be wise maybe to bring someone who else who maybe who more recently experienced it that could tell you kind of about her experiences. Um, again, there's lots of different types of gap year programs out there, and so in this episode, what we're not going to do is really talk about why you should promote YWAM or the DTS program, uh, because I know that theologically there are probably a lot of you out there that maybe not be on board with everything YWAM would stand for, and that's that's totally cool. Um, the point of this interview was. Not necessarily to promote YWAM and their DTS, although I'm not against YWAM and their DTS. I, I think there's um, there's some great DTS programs out there. Uh, there's hundreds of them, and they're all autonomous. So uh, there's many of them that I that I would trust, and there's some that maybe I would not be so sure about. Um, I get that, you know, as a youth pastor, as a college pastor, you would be you know protective of your people, and and you should be. I, I agree with that. Um, however, the point of this interview wasn't necessarily to promote YWAM or DTS per se, uh, but I really specifically asked Megan a bunch of questions about her experience at doing a gap year program like YWAM DTS opposed to going directly uh, to college and kind of why that was so valuable for her. Uh, Megan is, you know, by her, um, you know, as you'll hear in the interview we talk about, is kind of a prototypical all-American suburban white girl from Georgia who 
did you know did something that would be considered you know out of the ordinary for you know for many people. Went to the United went to uh, England, did a DTS there uh, for three. She spent three months there, and then ended up spending several months in Scotland and Italy on on mission trip outreach, is what YWAM DTS calls it. Then went back to England uh, for an additional year or so to help pioneer a new YWAM base uh, there in, in, in the region of England in which she was living and working. And now she's back in the States. She's a nursing student. And being in college as a nursing student, after having experienced what she experienced in Europe um, versus what she would have experienced if she had gone to college right out of high school, uh, she's having this kind of this realization of how different her experience now is and what a, cr- what a tremendous impact the gap year had on her life. And so she got a chance to talk about that quite a bit here in the interview. Uh, So I'm really, really excited for you guys to hear this, hear Megan's words, and to really reiterate some of the thoughts that I've already mentioned in previous episodes about, about the incredible opportunity that a gap year program Uh, you know, is for a variety of young people. So without further ado, my interview with Megan Monson. We are on the line with Megan Monson, not Megan Monsoon. It it looks like it's spelled or the way it's spelled, it ought to be Megan Monsoon, but it's Megan Monson from the great peach state of Georgia. Megan, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. Thank you. I love when I get a chance to interview people that I have personal connections to. Uh, in fact, most of the interview guests are people that I had some uh, connections to on this podcast and my other podcasts. But um, but we but but sometimes you get some, you get to connect to someone who who's like a long long friend. And Megan and I have uh, had a chance to go on two mission trips together. As you guys you heard in the in the intro. And so Megan and I have been just chatting it up for the last oh thirty or forty minutes before we started recording. <laughs> And we're just having lots of fun. And so I am ecstatic for you guys to hear from Megan. I think there's going to be some really valuable stuff. Uh, Megan, before we dive in and talk about gap year programs, uh, give our audience kind of a 20-second version of of who you are and how you ended up to where you are today. Okay. Um, I graduated high school in 2013. Um, I went straight into uh, YWAM that next fall. So I had a little bit of the summer. I did some trips and different things like that. Um, I ended up in YWAM um, Leeds, England. That's about a little north of London. It's a new base. Um, this would be their first DTS. Um, and we, it was kind of an odd DTS. It was a year long, which typically with YWAM, that is only six months. So I learned so much within that. Um, and what I learned after that year and where I am now, I'm um, hoping to become a registered nurse. I'm in school. And how much that gap year has helped um, point my life into where it is today so that is awesome and so tell us uh how did you first hear about ywam oh wow i first heard about ywam um it's kind of been like in the family uh two of my sisters were in it my one of my sisters actually is still in it she has been there for about 10 years in england um and they started a lot of the bases there and they're pioneering the york one um which has been there for so many years so it's kind of just been like the family thing to do almost, is to like do YWAM, uh, other than one sister, she was the rebel, she moved to New York, so that was that was definitely mm. interesting. Black sheep. Black sheep, yes. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, Megan, you are now a nursing student in the great state of Georgia, correct? I am. And, um, and close to getting married at yes. current time, correct? Yes. Lots of fun. And, uh, and so, before we started recording, you were telling me how you are now adulting and 
wa- walking into becoming an adult, which is lots and lots of fun. Not nearly as fun as being a teenager, but still fun in its own right. Yes, I agree. Uh, and so I am, I am a graduate of a, of a gap year program, the Rockford Master's Commission, a uh, program called Master's Commission. Many, many people know, and I've, been, I've got several friends that are gap year program uh, graduates from a variety of different gap years. And so uh, one of the most famous gap year style programs in, in the world uh, is no doubt the, the YWAM, uh, you know, DTS, the Discipleship Training Schools. Uh, probably a lot of people listening to this are familiar with them. How many DTSs are there in the world? I mean, there's... There's hundreds, right? Oh, hundreds and hundreds of them. Um, there's some that we can't technically talk about because they're in countries where there shouldn't be, but um, it's 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 insane. You could go do a gap year anywhere you want to just throw something on the map, and there's probably a base there. There are, um, yeah, pretty much. I, I think I heard someone say that every that just about every country, or like maybe all but like a handful, yeah, uh, have at least one YWAM base where they're doing a DTS. Mm-hmm. That, that is, that's very true. Um, and so if someone's listening to this and doesn't understand what a DTS is, give, uh, give them kind of just a 20-second version of kind of what does a DTS typically, in, you know, uh, include. I know they vary from base to base, but kind yes. of generally speaking. Um, generally speaking, um, every DTS will sometimes focus on different things. But first, uh, a DTS, is, it stands for a Discipleship Training School. Um, it, it usually is standard six months. And what that means is you would have the first three months, you would have different speakers, you would have this whole learning, almost schooling session where you do different charities within where you are. So wherever you're based in, let's say, like England, I was based in England. So for three months, you would get different speakers from all over the world. It's wonderful. People fly in for it. You get speakers that started in the 70s in Iraq with so many different things and they bring so much to it. And basically every week you would have a different thing. So you would do God's heart, um, what it means with creation, what it means uh, to be to evangelize, different topics that you get to hear at different DTSs from different people. And it's, it's wonderful. And then the next three, uh, three months would be your outreach time. And they basically fly you out somewhere different. I had kind of an odd DTS. I actually went to um, Italy and Scotland. And so it was very different. You kind of, it was very different, you know, experiences. But um, an example would be uh, if you do a DTS in Hawaii, you will do your outreach in Nepal or Thailand. So it definitely kind of depends. They basically kind of send you out and you get to do that outreach time. And then you graduate and you can do staff or you can go home. It's kind of whatever. Um, and so, the, again, the whole purpose, as I talked about in our, in our intro before we started recording, uh, just the idea of the gap year program or it, with, from the YWAM perspective is bring you in, from bring people from all over the world together in some place that in most, most cases they don't know. So, so people who were in your DTS with you, the other students, uh, were for the most part, I'm assuming, not from England, correct? Most of them were from uh, all no, over. No, and most of them were not from America. So Right, so you have... Students, and there were 13 of you, I think you told me, correct? Yes, around so, 13. So there's, uh, so they bring a handful of students together, or, you know, a group of students together from all over the place in a location that they're not used to, they're not from. They, yes. <laughs> they spend time together learning, going through different portions of scripture, going through all different topics, kind of whatever the leadership of that YWAM feels like you need. Um, mm-hmm. kind of, there's, a, there's an element of kind of education slash discipleship, and then they send you out on a short-term mission trip that they call outreach mm-hmm. to some other location that again you're not familiar with 
Yes, exactly. Basically, the whole time, you're just not familiar with anything going on. You're just basically out of your comfort zone the entire time. <laughs> and so tell us, give us some reasons why, uh, and, like, and maybe not necessarily, because there's a lot of different types of gap year programs, both yes. in the United States and elsewhere. Tell What are some of the lessons that you think you learned being a part of what you did versus maybe going to college right out of high school? Um, I probably would use examples of people that I saw go to college right after and where I am today. And um, a gap year, first off, youth pastors, a gap year does not guarantee that your student will come back a straight and narrow Christian that is going to do what they need to do. Um, a, they are still them, and they still get to make choices of what they want to do with all that they learned. Um, I have seen my gap year basically point exactly where God wanted me to be that I could not have learned at the maturity level that I was in out of high school. Mm. Um, if I had gone to college right out of high school, I probably would have switched my major five times and I can probably guarantee that I would be like a history major right now because history's cool and that's where I would be. Um, that gap year through everything that I thought I was good at, through everything that I thought God wanted me to do, through everything that I thought my identity was in, and it just threw it out the window. Mm. And it put me in a location where I was not familiar with. It put me in a location where sometimes the only person there is God. Because you are tired. You learn to have very good people skills. Um, you live in a house with people that have different backgrounds, different ways of apologizing, different ways of viewing what they should apologize for, and different views of what love is, what God is. Um, every, ma every married person is saying, oh, it's like marriage. It's like marriage. You're basically <laughs> married to like eight people in your house that you're ready to kill pretty much like every other day because you can't believe that they grew up like that and it just doesn't get in their head that you're not supposed to leave the milk on the counter for four hours and you're like what do you mean you do that all the time so basically what you would learn in a dorm in a in a very controlled setting of YWAM you have mentors that will come in and help you you have people that typically are more humble and want to change so you learn about people in the most wonderful way. Um, I can honestly say I have a more eclectic group of friends in college now than I ever would um, mm. coming out of high school because you branch with who you, you're comfortable with. And I'm comfortable now with a lot of different people that have a wonderful view of who God is. Um, G.K. Chesterton, which is like a... 1907, you know, some Christian guy. I've been picking up his books, his lectures lately, and but he, something he said actually nailed it on the head with what DTS is, is you don't have to go from, he's from England, you don't have to go from England to India to hear a different view of what God is. You have to ask your housemate because I guarantee you she has a vastly different view of who God is and what religion is than you do. Mm. And that's exactly what DTS is, is you get to love people in the nitty gritty, dirty, confusing love that is God. And that is so different than going to college and, you know, not liking the way your roommate does this, but still having the same group of friends that you did. Um, you are matured in a lot of relationship skills. 
And honestly, a gap year is wonderful for people. Um, you, I, mine was odd. I worked in a in a charity called Street Angels and Club Angels, where I actually worked in nightclubs in in England. So I guarantee you, when I went to college, none of that was appealing to me because I saw it every Tuesday and Friday night with what it really is. Um, when you get to see something like that in a mindset of outreach, when you get to see people in a in a mindset of helping them and realizing what actually is going on. Um, you don't have to find yourself in college. You're, yeah, it's confusing. I'm like, you know, I'm still 21. I'm still trying to figure out what my identity is, but it's definitely so easy to see how you can get caught up in college life because that's all that you have to, to connect with. Um, so you definitely kind of go into college more boring. You're kind of the boring person, but, um, it, it's definitely, this is what I'm here for is for education. This is what I'm here for is this group of friends to help here. I mean, my study partner is a 35-year-old Muslim lady from Algeria with two kids. I would have never connected with her if I hadn't have lived in a very populated Muslim area in England, the most eclectic area in England. And you were in a gap year, the YWAM style that purposely puts people in a... In a I mean, this is an intentional thing. They they purposely mm-hmm. put you guys in an environment that you're uncomfortable with, that you're unfamiliar with, with people that you don't know, to purposely do that exact thing, to give exactly. you give you a perspective of humanity that you otherwise would have never gotten from suburban rural Georgia, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with being a suburban white girl from Georgia. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you, you didn't have a choice in that, uh, but. But you have the. But now you lived in an environment, and you spent time in environments with people that you otherwise would have never spent time with. And now, because of that, you go to college, and rather than hanging out with other suburban white girls with your pumpkin spice, <laughs> with your pumpkin spice latte, absolutely, uh, you are you are hanging out with a woman from Algeria, which you otherwise yeah. you otherwise may not have ever done that. Um, no. So, so there's a broadening of horizon. There's there's just kind of a broadening of perspective. That your gap year program gave you, that that was extremely valuable now to you as you have now entered into the quote unquote regular life. Uh, yes, I I really do agree with that. So the, the broadening of perspective, big one that gap year program gives you, um, give us a little bit of insight into experiences. Let's say you are a a, a eighteen year old. Uh, suburban white girl graduating high school going right to a state college in Georgia. What are some of the experiences you got from living in Europe for 14 to 16, like 15 months total? Mm-hmm. Um, living in Europe with people from all over the world, um, spending time in a variety of European countries, and now you're back in Georgia. Uh, what are some of the things, what are some of the experiences that you got a chance to experience while you were there that you would not have, and this is going to, this is a pretty obvious answer, I think, a lot of ways. But what are some of the things you got a chance to do that you otherwise wouldn't have done if you had gone right to college with a pumpkin spice latte in hand? I had no idea that the rest of the world was completely different in Europe. Um, I lived in a extremely impoverished town of England called Hare Hills. Uh, I lived in a little blue flat. Uh, and I was one of the only white people in England, like in that neighborhood. You would not think that being in England. 
Um, the amount of immigrants and refugees and different things that are in Europe is a mind-boggling change from being in a state that's the size of England that is so different. That's fantastic. Um, oh. So, Megan, I really appreciate you taking time uh, to, to chat with us about your experiences and why it would be valuable. Um, and so people listening to this are, for the most part, youth pastors and college pastors people who hang out with middle school, high school, college students on a regular basis. Um, if you, if you, if you had, if you were in an elevator, you had 90 seconds with someone and they said to you, why should I let my, why should I encourage one of my students to do a YWAM DTS? What, what would your response be in that one sentence or not, you know, that in that one elevator ride? Um, if you want your kid to grow up, give them a gap year. And there you have it, my interview with Megan Monson. Loved getting the chance to uh, kind of just talk to her about her experience. And I loved ending it on kind of where we ended it when she said, you know, if you want your kids to grow up, give them a gap year. I, I thought that was great. And I know there's going to be some pushback for some people saying, you could do that on the stage. You could get that experience at college. And yeah, and I think there, I think there's some truth to that. Uh, however, I think, I think uh, doing something that is unique and different out of the norm, particularly if you're able to do it in a culture that is different than your own, uh, I think has some advantages that you wouldn't get in some of the more typical, uh, more traditional college or post high school experiences. And so uh, I really appreciate that. As I said in, you know, in the pre-interview. I myself am a graduate of a gap year program, so I'm definitely biased, but I love getting a chance to talk to Megan and have her share her story with you and some of the lessons that God has taught her. Um, I love that she she mentioned the fact that, um, that you know, that she, that clubbing and drinking and partying wasn't appealing to her when she went to college. Uh, and, you know, it was, she was less likely to kind of go toward, gravitate toward that because she had sort of seen it in an environment where she, where she realized how much, uh, how that could wreak havoc on people's lives. And, and then after the interview, her and I got a chance to talk at length kind of really about that and some of the specific ministries that her YWAM base did to really reach out to people in clubs and that are part of that scene. Uh, it's a really great, unique experience. Again, most people doing a gap year program probably would not have that sort of experience the way Megan did at that particular DTS, unless of course you go to that DTS base in England. Um, but I think the idea that doing something that is maybe a little out of ordinary, that purposely uh, will put you in a position that's uncomfortable to kind of giving you a, a new perspective on the world, I think would be valuable. And I think we can do that in student ministry. Uh, you know, to, uh, to anyone who is um, who work, who's preaching or teaching to middle school and high school students in particular on a regular basis, I would challenge you to look for ways in your sermons to kind of give people a grander perspective of the world, right? The, um, the United States is this very small percentage of the, of the, of, of the world population. And I always felt that, that one of my goals as a youth pastor was to really get students to have a global perspective or, or at least a grander perspective than maybe what their typical upbringing in their typical you know, uh, American context would be. I really think that that's important. I would challenge all of us you know, who are doing preaching and teaching on a regular basis to look for ways, look for opportunities, illustrations, metaphors, whatever, to, to kind of challenge your people to look outside of whatever community they were in. I think that could be really, really valuable. I also love the example that Megan mentioned in the interview that you know, her study partner is now uh, a Muslim woman, a 35-year-old Muslim woman that she would have never connected with. But because of her experience in England, it caused her to uh, you know, cause her to kind of view people differently when she entered into college. Again, had she gone to college in a you know her tip right out of her typical uh, you know American 
context, she would have approached college and her college experience very differently. So I think those are some of the some of the great benefits of a gap year program, or having at least having some of those experiences where you're exposed to things different than your own cultural context. I think it I think it changes the way you approach uh, your college years and your early young adult years in, in a way that that we really couldn't just uh, that we that we really couldn't teach people to view or, or embrace just through our preaching. I think certain experiences have the ability to kind of illuminate our minds in a way that that preaching by itself may not necessarily be able to do. So I would encourage all youth pastors and youth leaders out there to to really potentially examine some of the gap year programs that are out there that you think you would be able to trust, that you'd be able to recommend to some of your high school students that are graduating high school, or if you're a college pastor or a campus minister of some sort, maybe encouraging college students to take a semester or a year off from college, go do something that's unique, that would be life transforming for them, and then have them come back to college and approach your college experience differently. I would really encourage every leader, every pastor to again do some do some investigating examining of all the gap year programs that are out there find a handful that you trust and encourage some of your people to jump into that um, in addition to that i promise that we will at some point in the future be doing future episodes on on different gap year programs that are out there and if you head over to our website studentministrypodcast.com look under the resources section and i actually have a list there of gap year programs that i myself personally endorse if you're interested you can check that out again you can head over to the website studentministrypodcast.com and look at the resources section that'll be listed there hey thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast if you have a question or a topic that you want me to address on the podcast i'd love to hear from you shoot me an email or if you know someone you think would make a great interview guest i would also love to hear from you shoot me an email and let me know the best email address is heyortiz at studentministrypodcast.com that's h-e-y-o-r-t-i-z at studentministrypodcast.com Our intro and outro theme music for this episode has been Actionable by Ben Sound I'm Kenny Ortiz and this has been the Student Ministry Podcast